Welcome to Cybersecurity Unplugged, the cyber theory podcast where we explore issues that matter in the world of cybersecurity. Good day, everyone. I'm Steve King, the Director of Cybersecurity Advisory Services here at Cyber Theory. Today's episode will explore the golden SAML internal attacks and the importance of cross-data correlation. SAML is the acronym used to describe the security assertion markup language standard used in online security that enables folks to access multiple web applications using a single set of login credentials. This is a fantastic opportunity to demonstrate the power of detecting malicious threats, not only on a specific single vector, but also it raises research questions around the difficulties of traditional single service solutions to detect them. Joining me today is Jonathan Kanashvili, a senior research lead at Hunters, and one of the few people on the planet who spends every waking moment hunting bad actors in cyberspace. Hunters is a VC-backed Israeli company with a SOC platform that empowers security teams to automatically identify and respond to security incidents across the entire attack surface. They mitigate real threats faster and more reliably than SIMS and ultimately reduce the customer's overall security risk. So welcome, Jonathan. I'm glad you could join us today. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. And thanks for the lovely uh, intro. Sure. Let's uh, dive in here. If I'm not mistaken, you guys raised a $68 million Series C round in January of this year. What are your plans for that investment? And what is your differentiator compared to your top legacy SIM competitors, for example? Um, yeah, so Hunters indeed raised uh, $68 million uh, in Series C earlier this year, which is very excited, obviously. The plans are to uh, keep improving the product, uh, developing any new features, while we keep feeding the Hunters uh, platform with more cybersecurity knowledge and content, and content which will, will make the Hunters platform better and better uh, when the time goes. I think that the main differentiator between us and legacy SIM competitors are uh, our ability to provide the product as a SaaS, uh, which simply put us in a different view of other SIM, the, the old SIM market that's simply based on on-premises, old solutions that do not provide ingesting, engineering, and uh, detection as a service, which is kind of a key a key point in fast-changing uh, attack surface. Just roughly, I'm not going to hold you to this, but how many customers do you have today? I think it's kind of a question that we are not able to answer, but there are dozens of customers that are using the product today, and we're rapidly growing on every quarter. How, how many employees, and do you have offices outside of Israel? We have 150 employees worldwide. In Israel, in the R&D uh, main uh, location, there are around 80. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you. Talk to me about the big golden SAML attack. And the golden SAML attack, attackers get access to any application that supports SAML authentication. That could be you know, cloud-based, Azure, AWS, with any privileges they desire, and can be any user on the targeted application. 
even even one that's non-existent in the application in some cases. How did hunters deal with this? Um, so we started to research the Golden Salmon attack earlier this year with a few research questions that we had in our mind uh, that we want to uh, see if we can answer and maybe uh, solve with a better way. I guess the first one is, what is the awareness of this attack at all in security operations worldwide? It's kind of a unique attack and technique that are mostly security experts, even sometimes threat humans, do not wear. And the second one is actually if security products today, single surface security products, can detect it, and if so, if they can detect it reliably. So what we try to, to do to deal with it is to develop a cross-correlation detection that I guess we will discuss more in this talk, and to be able to detect reliably the attack and provide more context to the security operations that use the product. Okay. Can you explain to our audience sort of in detail how, how that attack works? Yeah. So I think that uh, we should start with a few terms that uh, to give some a bit of background to uh, the audience that maybe they're not familiar with it. So uh, the first thing is, is IDP. So IDP is simply an identity provider that provides a authentication layer to various applications that you configured in your enterprise organization. For example, it can be uh, Okta or Azure AD, which kind of a common uh, managed IDP solutions. Another one, which is the one that we'll discuss today, is uh, ADFS. ADFS is simply a software developed by Microsoft that gives you the ability to have an unmanaged IDP, which means that it's simply an IDP, but compared to others, like the examples that we gave, such as Okta, for example, uh, it's an unmanaged solution. So you manage the server inside your on-premises environment. So the second term is actually service provider. So the service provider is actually the applications that configured to the IDP and giving the user the ability to log in and using them. For example, it can be AWS, G Suite, O365, all the SaaS and cloud applications that organizations use on a daily basis. So the ADFS simply gives the ability to having a trust between the service provider and the on-premises environment. So how the attack simply works is with um, the ability to create a fork SAML that will allow an actor to authenticate and impersonate to any user in uh, the federation service. Let's try to examine, I guess, a legitimate authentication that will happen uh, when you use ADFS's IDP. So you as a user will simply log into the service provider that you want to uh, use, for example, G Suite. The G Suite will identify that you use the IDP that configured to it, and will send the packet to the ADFS server that's located in the on-premises environment. The ADFS server will sign the SAML with a certificate that is stored on the uh, ADFS server, and will send it back to the service provider, in our case, it's JSWIT, which will simply uh, see that he knows encryption, he has the key to decrypt it, and will let the user to authenticate. Where that attack starts to be, uh, I guess, a danger is when an actor can put his hands on the certificate, which located on the ADFS server, as we said, and simply create a fork SAMLs that's signed with the certificate that is stole and just give him the ability to impersonate to any user in the domain, in the federation, and log into the service providers that configured to the ADFS. 
Mm, I see. Okay. These things have multiple steps, right? For example, assuming that AWS trusts the domain which you've compromised, you can then take advantage of the attack and kind of gain any permissions you want in a cloud environment. To, but you need a private key, right, that signs the SAML objects. So for the private key, you don't need domain admin access. You only need Active Directory FS user account. How hard is that to get for a for an attacker? Yes, Steve. So as you said, uh, in order to obviously forward the summons, as you said, to sign the summons, you will need to uh, install the certificate that's stored on the ADFS. The only user that can export the certificate is the ADFS service account, which is having a uh, named pipe open to the database where the certificate is stored. I guess that to answer the question, how hard is to get the certificate, we can mention briefly about an attack that involved the Golden Sound, which is a known uh, sunburst attack that happened two years ago, the known as SolarWinds incidents uh, that we all remember as uh, security experts. So we saw Golden Sound attack in the wild. It happened. To answer the question about how hard it is to get a certificate, we can simply, I guess, compare it to having a foothold on-premises Active Directory environment, having a domain uh, admin credentials that can simply help you to gain any user object in the Active Directory. ADFS user account is simply an object in the Active Directory. And we see those attacks happens on a daily basis, right? In any one summer activity and incident that we see. So it's, of course, possible. And it's not that easy, uh, not that hard if you have uh, the access to the on-premises environment indeed. Yeah, it sounds like it's not hard at all. Definitely. And I will mention that there is a lot of research papers that talking about the Golden Summer attack, including a great piece of uh, research that Mandiant published and other uh, security firms. So this knowledge exists online and it's not something that exclusive to uh, specific actors. It's really something that uh, can be executed without a problem. Yeah, so the thing that bothers me about all of this, and not not specifically SAML attacks, but everything that we do when we discover you know, an attack vector that's been successful, for example, we kind of scurry around and we kind of have a solution for it. And then um, and we talk about it and then we sort of go away. I mean, we we maybe, you know, a couple of startups put together a company that focuses on solution, but but uh, you know, we've just said here that we don't really have a solution for this. Is that correct? I mean, you guys can detect these things, as you know, assuming you're hunting for them. I guess part of my question is what 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 sort of detection and hunting techniques do you guys use to find and identify the bad guys doing this stuff? And and if you're not, if a company like let's say ABC company, my company. Let's say I don't hire hunters or I don't, you know, I don't buy your product. Does that mean I'm just ignoring this threat? And what what does that mean for the industry? Does that mean I just I'm pretending that SAML attacks aren't going to happen or they're not going to happen to me? You know, it's uh it's bothersome to me anyway. And it's not just, I mean, there's like hundreds of these, right? Where we we say, yeah, well, you know, open source, third party open source is a problem. But then we never know. We never say how to deal with it because there is no way to deal with it. 
Is that true in your mind as a researcher, as a, you know, as a guy that's been around in space for a long time? Yeah, I, I think it makes sense. And I think that we as an industry uh, always try to, to come with new solutions and also, I guess, kind of uh, increase the awareness of these attacks. So it isn't that, it's not true that this attack, this attack can be detected. It just, I guess, challenging more than uh, other simple detection logics that everyone knows. So we as an industry always need to uh, keep educating each other with uh, those new findings and giving them the ability to, um, to, to actually detect it. And if we discuss specifically about the Golden Sun attack, uh, we came up with uh, interesting detection logics uh, that we are obviously conducting in the product, which includes, uh, for example, uh, the ability to correlate between multiplied data sources. So, for example, the ability to uh, correlate between uh, the Windows uh, ADFS event logs and the login to the service provider logs which uh, can uh, provide uh, a reliable coverage for it. And I will explain. Uh, we uh, just spoke briefly about how that X works. And we know that in order to uh, create uh, the folk summit and authenticate with a service provider, uh, we don't need to uh, log into the ADFS server itself, right? Because if we have the certificate, we can simply create a folk summit without authenticate with the ADFS server. What does it what it means is that um, we can assume that if we will see a login to the service provider, to the O365 uh, login, uh, um, to the O365 uh, component, without seeing uh, the white Windows event logs in the ADFS um, server right, each, uh, after each other, we can assume that someone has our certificate and just uh, create a fork sample. So this is exactly the detection logic that we're implementing in Hunters. Um, and we're kind of sharing it with a community uh, and we're suggesting to security operations to actually implement it. Uh, another one, which is actually an uh, easier one, if you ask me, and it also based, not only based on post-correlation capabilities like what I just uh, mentioned, is a monitor for suspicious logins to the ADFS service account itself. Uh, which configured in a default when you install ADFS server, uh, you create a service account and it should only be with event uh, login type of seven, which is the service uh, login type. Any different login type should be examined and investigated. Uh, I will say that if you see uh, RDP connection with uh, event, event type of 10 to service accounts, to ADFS service account, it definitely red flag that you should investigate it, uh, investigate. And if uh, it's something that you are found to be legitimate, you need to do some homework about your hygiene posture uh, um, scope in your uh, co corporate and actually uh, fix it. Um, th those kind of things are the small pieces of uh, uh, tasks that will uh, stop the next attack, I guess. Yeah. And how, how big a role is cross-correlation in the, in the process here? I think it, it it's actually plays a, a main key here because um, at the end, there are a lot of uh, really good single-source products that are doing their job really well. If we take, for example, EDR solution, he should monitor about 
stuff that happens on the operating system. The problem is that he do not know anything that happens outside the endpoint. He do not know what happens when you uh, authenticate with a service provider. He do not, he do not know what happens uh, on the ADFS event logs uh, itself, maybe. And the ability to take the pieces of the piece of information that each good product provides and correlate between them can give a reliable detection logic uh, that detect complex attack, such the golden summer. Uh, as we said, taking the event logs uh, 1,200 that uh, examine um, authentication to the ADFS, correlate them with the, uh, um, the authentication with the service provider with O365 uh, can give a reliable detection logic. Um, and it's really important to, to understand those concepts. Um, and we actually uh, suggest it to any um, audience that, that hear this, this talk and, and, and understand, understand the, 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 the importance of, of SAML attacks and specific golden SAML attack, which security operations sometimes do not uh, aware of, I guess. Yeah, right. Uh, and the, if, if, I mean, SIMs can't do this today, right? I mean, there's no SIM that I'm aware of that can detect this kind of an attack. Is that correct? Um, I won't say that. I think that uh, it's possible. It will just requires a lot of team effort and people in order to do, to do so, like ingesting the relevant logs to the uh, SIM uh, storing and uh, know how to correlate between the specific um, uh, telemetry logs that required in order to detect it. I will say that it's possible, definitely possible, but it will simply uh, be um, time consuming and will require a lot of uh, team of experts in order to do so. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the typical, I guess I'm referring to the typical SIM customer, which is not an expert. It's a, you know, CISO who is running a SIM and, and they're not, you know, they don't have a technology background in many cases, um, but they know that, you know, they need some sort of, you know, monitoring and logging function and um, log collection function. And, and, uh, and so they've installed, you know, whoever pick, a, pick your SIM vendor. Um, but, uh, but without that kind of expertise, uh, manipulating the SIM, if, if there's a way to even do that, I, I don't think on a cross-correlation basis there is still. Uh, maybe you can do it single surface, but manipulating that takes a lot of work on behalf of the, the SIM owner, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's not only about time, it's about getting the, the, right, uh, the right people in order to do so, which will require, obviously, lot of security experience uh, and knowledge about, um, first of all, from a security perspective about how to conduct it, and also from engineering perspective, as you say, how to correlate uh, between the different components. Right. So does that mean that everybody that's not a, um, you know, a deep technical cybersecurity expert is at risk here for SAML attacks? Uh, absolutely. I think that if US organization using ADFS um, specifically, uh, you should uh, take actions about examining the relevant logs 
and really see uh, how you can uh, have a better eyes and visibility on those type of, uh, of attacks. Um, it definitely happens. Uh, we saw how it happened in the SolarWinds attack. Uh, and I'm sure that there are a lot of other incidents that obviously didn't publish. Um, and we should be aware of it. Uh, as an industry, always share research knowledge as you obviously doing here. Um, and, and, and have the awareness in the security operations to, to conduct those uh, visibility and, and detection logics. Yeah, um, I think we have fewer people today that uh, understand this at that level than we did a couple of years ago. I think we're going in the opposite direction. So, you know, in a way, I mean, it's terrific for you guys. You're, you're focused on this area and you should sell lots of these to folks that are concerned about this. but. It also seems like Microsoft's Active Directory is like one of the worst things that ever happened to the space. Um, and I don't mean that in a critical way, Microsoft, but uh, but, but there's so many problems that tie directly to AD that um, it's almost a joke. Thank you, um, definitely. So my final question, because I, I see by the clock that we're, we're kind of running out of time here. Uh, can you sort of tell us some of the difficulties that when, you know, when implementing these detections that you guys encounter and how, how important is the fact that this is an out-of-the-box detection solution? Um, I think it's a really important question, Steve. Um, we, we just briefly discussed about it, the difficulties of implementing those, those detections, the amount of time and the amount of people that will require us to do so. Um, and we discussed briefly about going to summit here, I think for 20, 30 minutes. Um, but in order to do the practical work of implementing those things, it's, it's really uh, a difficult and challenging uh, um, tasks. Uh, if we will like briefly reverse back the detection logic and what we say, it will start with scoping the ADFS servers and ingesting the relevant event logs then parsing the relevant event logs that uh, have different properties than other event logs, then storing and aggregating them in the relevant uh, scene that you're using, then start to research the relevant service provider authentication logs and see how you can correlate between them. And that will be only for the service provider that you're researching. You need to do it for all the service providers that uh, obviously you're using in the Federation. And it's really challenging and takes a lot of time. And I think this is kind of the importance of out-of-the-box detections and the detection engineering as a service that we are trying to do uh, at Hunters, uh, simply uh, giving our customers the ability to um, ingesting the relevant data and then know that Hunters know uh, how to parser and how to detect and how to correlate uh, between different things. And we really are believing in the message that we're trying to 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 uh, to uh, to give, and this is the kind of uh, the power of providing security as a SaaS uh, and not as uh, an old on-premises uh, solution. Yeah, well, you've convinced me. I'm ready to sign up uh, uh, for hunters tomorrow. Um, and thank you, Jonathan. Thanks for spending some time with us today. I appreciate you carving out the time. And, and, and then thanks to our listeners as well. We hope you 
learn something about one of the growing number of threat vectors in our complicated cybersecurity universe. Um, until next time, I'm Steve King signing off. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cybersecurity Unplugged. You can connect with us on LinkedIn or Facebook at Cyber Theory, or send us an email at social at cybertheory.io. For more information about the podcast, visit cybertheory.io forward slash podcast. Until next week, thanks again. <laughs>